Dan, did you want everybody to be muted right now? Uh, it was a default setting, but you guys can, <laughs> everyone can talk. Let's not make it awkward. It was complete silence for a minute. How's it going, everyone? Good. How are you doing, Xavier? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. Pretty good. How are you? Um, um, And Dan, you're going to be recording, so I don't uh, have to take written notes right at this time. Right. It's uh, it should be recording right now. Cool. It's not. I should probably check that. It says that it is. Okay. Great. Wow. Cool. We'll get started here in uh, just a couple of minutes. All right, um, let's, let's get started here. I know we have a lot on the agenda um, and I wanna respect everyone's time. So I'm gonna jump into some uh, ground rules. Um, I put everyone on mute just so we can hear everybody speak. You can unmute yourself um, if you have a question or you can type your question into the chat. 
And then as always, um, be curious, be kind, be respectful of, of your neighbors and uh, your guests. On today's agenda, uh, we'll start out with uh, some community announcements. Um, we have a birthday to celebrate, so we'll give a shout out to uh, a resident here in the neighborhood for her 100th birthday. Uh, we'll go through the treasurer's report. Uh, we'll have the crime and safety report from uh, Officer Walker, our uh, liaison here in the neighborhood. Um, Ron Coleman should be here and have a uh, neighborhood improvement specialist update. Uh, Elena is here for the Park Central Development updates, and then we'll talk about some planning for social events in 2021, and then we'll hop into some bylaw amendments discussion, one being uh, the question of should we expand our boundaries to welcome uh, Kings Oak residents into the Neighborhood Association, and we'll get into some background on that uh, question there, and then should the uh, should we accept a seat on the PCD development committee and I'll share uh, updates that we have there as well. Um, so I'm going to jump right into uh, some announcements. Uh, first, I'll kind of we'll celebrate a birthday, uh, 100th birthday to Rosa Lee Baker. Um, Ms. Baker is has been a city resident for 74 years. She currently lives in the McCormick House where she cares for all of her activities of her daily living. Um, she has served in the music ministry and sang soprano in the Nance Choral Chorus and has served as a booster and currently is a member of Mother's Board. Um, 100th birthday, it's uh, pretty impressive and just wanted to give a quick shout out to her. If anyone else has uh, other celebrations they would like to to mention or other questions, concerns, announcements. Uh, now's the time to speak up. We'll give you five minutes or so, but you'll also have time at the end of the meeting today to say a few words. Dan, if I may, I have one small announcement. Um, first, gonna second the very happy birthday to uh, Miss Baker here. Uh, but also, I was originally planning, and this can fall under social events, but I don't want to forget, to host a gathering, a bonfire this Friday, but neglected to realize my backyard is half dug up. So I was going to follow this up by saying I will be at Shoto Park this Friday at 7 p.m. and will bring a drink with me. And would love to see as many of you there as possible since, although I will not be hosting an event, I would still like to see you all there since I was planning on inviting you to my place anyway, but cannot. So I'll put this in the chat and hope to see you all there. Great. Neighborhood party, Shoto Park. Brian's hosting. <laughs> in my park. <laughs> Your park, yes. 7 p.m. Friday, Shoto Park. Cool. I just, yeah, I just wanted to, so this is my first attendance. Um, oh, yeah. My wife and I have lived here about a year. We moved kind of right when the pandemic was, you know, shutting everything down. So um, part of the reason I joined today is last night, our camera caught the vehicle that went in our alleyway that fired off the handgun. I don't know if you heard it. Well, maybe it was late Monday. Um, I posted on Nextdoor about it, but I was going to bring it up at this meeting at some point. I didn't know where that would be relevant or appropriate, but 
I yeah, saw your I, next door post. We we actually have um, a safety section of this presentation where we can uh, talk about that with our representative from the police department. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll jump right into that. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, I don't see office. Nope, she's here. Okay, yeah, and we can talk to her about that here in just a couple of minutes. Um, anybody else have anything they'd like to, to share or uh, want five minutes to speak about before we hop into the next topic here? Cool. Um, jumping into the treasurer's report. Um, Steve, I believe I see you jumped on. Are you here? You yes, are. I am. Okay, great. Um, so you'll see the April treasurer's report. Um, we did obtain $221 in April, um, mainly from dues. And that, that hit our Venmo account, but in May, I believe that money was transferred from Venmo into our uh, regular uh, bank account. So um, we have at this time $2,840, which is what about $460 more than we had at this time last year. Um, and that's it. Cool. We do have a uh, live updated treasurer's report on the website right here. If you go to forestparksoutheast.com slash about slash treasurer's report, um, you can view uh, the live treasurer's report, exciting. Uh, here's the bank statement just to verify the amount in the account. And then uh, as Steve mentioned, we've typically been taking Venmo donations or and dues, uh, dues and donations via Venmo. Um, but because of Venmo's requirement to be have a, have a, a active phone number that isn't associated with another Venmo account, um, we're having difficulty uh, keeping that account open. So we are planning to switch over to PayPal for future dues and donations. And once that transfer has been made, we will make that link public on our website. And of course, uh, share that around um, through our emails and future neighborhood association meetings. Uh, next uh, is our crime and safety report. I believe Officer Walker is here with us today. Um, I will let her uh, take the floor and share any updates. And um, I didn't catch your name um, uh, to the person who was speaking about the the gun and the oh, yeah. Sorry, it's Josiah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and Josiah, uh, once she's done with her report, I think you guys, uh, we can have that short discussion. Um, but in the meantime, Officer Walker, if you'd like to take us through uh, any crime reports or any updates you'd like to provide? Okay, so basically, we know that the Grove, uh, Forest Park Southeast has been getting hit a lot with these clubs opening back up. The criminals are back out around, you know, anywhere between, I'm guessing, 10 to 1 in the morning, breaking into cars. I don't know how to, you know, get this word out to folks to let them know, hey, you're coming down in the city. If you're going to go out to these clubs, don't leave your guns or anything out, you know, that these criminals can see. We didn't have multiple guns being stolen, laptops, clothing, cash, you name it. 
it's being taken out of cars because people are just basically leaving everything on our back seats or in plain sight. Um, I don't think I said, hey, if you're going to go out, you know, put the stuff in your trunk, leave it at home. If you're going to carry a gun with you, you know, purchase a gun lock box that you can purchase for your cars, have them installed up under your seats, I believe, or in your trunks. Um, like I said, it's, it's just been a really uptick along that um, Manchester and Shoto area. Um, a couple of down on Sarah, I'm guessing, I'm assuming that it's probably pretty dark down there. So no one can see the criminals breaking into the cars. But there's a lot of that going on. Um, the Captain Marks has requested for a mobile guys, I believe SWAT, to kind of put us on a list to see if they can come out and kind of help the district um, with some of these crimes that's taking place. Um, because like I said, that's basically what a lot of your crimes are over there, a bunch of the break-ins in the cars. And like I said, we're getting, it's just crazy to me how many people leave firearms inside their cars when they're going to the clubs. <clears throat> Outside of that, we still had an uptick in the Cadillac converters that hasn't stopped. They're still, you know, citywide, statewide, everywhere is pretty much getting the same thing uh, with these Cadillac converter thefts. Um, with that, you know, it's a tool out there that people can purchase. I believe it costs up to about $200, um, maybe around five or six to get it installed. But my thing is, hey, it's a $200 part, can cost you you know, a couple of hundred bucks versus paying a mechanic anywhere from one to $3,000 to repair it. Um, we're steady putting that out. I don't know, you know, people are not taking it serious either with that. You know, we're still out there every week posting those flyers out there, mainly on the cars that we know that are getting hit. We're putting it out there. Uh, other than that, there's pretty much a, not a whole lot. It's just the same thing. Like I said, it's just an uptick in these car break-ins because these clubs are working, you know, coming back open. So we're going to sit down. I think you muted yourself. I don't know if the secondary officers are back out there working and where their hours are. Uh, maybe we can touch base with them to see what's going on and what their hours are to see if they can do a little bit more patrolling. On our end, um, we spoke before that for us, our deeper tone officers, we were thinking about well, I know we're going to be switching our hours over to be working some of these late hours to try to see if we can cut down on some of the crime because we can't really pull a whole lot of officers from the district on the weekends. They have um, city cruising detail come, you know, is out every weekend. So we have to pull manpower for that. Um, the city has started a new violence detail, which runs from Saturday to Wednesday. And that's basically taking a couple of extra officers out of the district. So that's two or three where now we're, the district is down for extra officers just dealing with these extra crime details that they're putting out. So we're just trying to figure out some kind of way to see what we can do to come up with um, getting some more patrols in the Forest Park Southeast neighborhood to try to curb some of these crime that's going on. Um, I believe uh, a resident uh, had a, uh, a question or a concern or a comment they'd like to share. Josiah, would you like to ask Officer Walker your question? Yeah, um, not, not so much concerned as much as, you know, we caught a video in the alleyway of the SUV that rolled through a few nights ago and fired, I guess, their gun off into the air. It wasn't clear. 
Um, but I, I reported it anonymously, but you know, cats out of the bag. So I didn't know if there was a better way to maybe re, re additionally relay that information to you, if it would help at all. It's just like a one minute video clip that has the vehicle. Um, okay. So what's, cause I'm going to be off, um, the rest of the week until next week. So if you want to call the station and ask for a second district detective, um, they can put you a link with one of the guys that's working and you can forward that email to them. That way, if they're working on their case, the detective that's working on it can get that video directly. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you just call the station, 444-0100, and ask for a second district detective, they typically get in between 8 and are normally there up until about 12 midnight. Second shift comes in about 4. So you can call anytime, just let them know, hey, that I got some video and I want to give it to you guys. And they should be able to have you email it to them. Okay. Um, and that, that way they can uh, save it onto DVD. And like I said, get it to the correct person that's investigating that case. Okay, thanks. Awesome. Any other questions for Officer Walker? Okay, someone said they're speeding up and down the street. Is that on Manchester or Shoto? Do you have a certain street that I need to um, yeah. send traffic to? Arco Ave. Arco? No. Yeah, we have a really bad problem with it on the 4500 block because, you know, it has that kind of U-bend thing that goes around over to Gibson. And so, okay. you know, going to that side kind of just flies up ours. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, is it like any specific time of the day you guys are noticing this, or is it like an all-day thing? Um, I think it's kind of all day and night, honestly. Um, and we also see people going the wrong way down the street since it's a, a, a one-way all the time. Okay. I will get that out also because, again, we do have some officers that are coming in working overtime. Um Last couple of days, they've been working between two and six. So I was sending email to the sergeant tonight to see if he can redirect those overtime officers um, back over in that area while they're working. I may. We, it's the same thing on 4500 Oakland. I think it's the same, the same core region. And it seems like they tend to gather at the um, derelict properties along Kings Highway behind them. Um, they seem to speed through our block on Oakland to that alley right behind those uh, uh, blighted buildings on Kings Highway. So I think it's probably connected to the ones on, on Arco right around there, too. We 100% can confirm that. Yeah, we, we've noticed speeding, too, but more in that really tight alleyway right by McCormick Place. Like, they'll come off of Manchester and just fly through there. We actually have video of one of it, so let's see if I can dig that up. Okay. I will work on that also, same area. Okay. So I got the 4,500 block of Orco and Oakland. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. okay. Anyone else got any other issues they want me to address to see if I can address for them? Doesn't look like it. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate it. As though All there right. and if you guys have any other questions or anything, you have, you know, want to know anything, you can always reach out to me via email or voicemail if it's something you want to know or discuss before the meetings. Um, I know sometimes people would like to know some things um 
what's going on? Like I said, you can always reach out to me prior to the meeting if you have any questions or want to know anything. I'm happy to answer them for you. What's your so email you don't address? Have to wait. It is ncwalker at slmpd.org. And then um, my extension is 444-0107. Cool. Thank you for that. Awesome. All right. So secondly, also women being off, the crime report may not come out on Monday on time. I'm going to work on it. Um, but if not, it will be out by two, six. Um, I get back in town. I'll start working on everything. I'm sorry. That's been four, 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 zero, one. Okay. But if you guys don't get it on um, Monday, you definitely will have it by Tuesday morning. Sounds good. Thank All you. All so right. Much. All right. Take care. Uh -huh. Bye-bye. Um, next we have, uh, Ron, I don't, I haven't seen Ron join yet, unless I'm mistaken. Um, an update from our neighborhood improvement specialist. I don't see him on. Um, so we're going to skip that and jump to, uh, Park Central with Alina. Uh, how's it going, Alina? Do you have any updates for us tonight? Hey, how are y'all doing? Um, just a couple. Um, we do uh, have some funds left for um, rental and mortgage assistance, as well as emergency utilities. Um, so I'm going to put Nyamka's email in the chat. She is the one to contact on that. Okay. Um, then, of course, um, if you've driven down Manchester over the last week, you've seen that the sign structure on the west side is up. Um, we should be getting the sign on that side up as well soon, but that's a different company. So I'm not exactly sure on the timing on that. Um, but then in two days on the 20th, the east sign will be up, be put up. Um, and that'll be the full structure and the sign together. Okay. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> so it'll bring some joy to the neighborhood a little bit. Um, and then the Grove CID also did approve the banner project that I've talked about before. Um, so that will be coming soon. Uh, don't have a timeline for it yet, but hopefully in the next couple of months. That's awesome, exciting stuff. Yeah, definitely. And then also, oh, I guess um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the small business grant. Um, we just recently announced a small business grant for Grove businesses. Um, we got enough funding to do eight $3,000 grants. We've received 18 applicants. So um, we were kind of going through that and have pretty much decided on the eight that we're going to do. If we get more funding, um, we can do more. So if you know anybody who has, who wants to donate, um, just let me know and I will put, I think you all have my email, but I'll make sure to put that in the chat as well, just in case. Um, and we can arrange something. That's pretty much all I had. Cool. Any questions uh, for Park Central? Developments, infrastructure. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for your time tonight. You can stay on if you'd like, but um, you're busy 
You're a busy woman, so. <laughs> I'll go ahead and hop up. It was nice seeing you all. All right. Awesome and seeing I, you. I probably will come to the event on Friday just to see your faces. So. Hey, sounds great. <laughs> Take awesome. care. See you Bye. soon. Bye. Awesome. Uh, we're going to jump into uh, the discussion of 2021 social events. So last month, um, we tossed around some some ideas on things we could do in 20 this year, um, cleanups and otherwise. But I'll hand the floor over to Adam and Xavier to discuss some of what they've they've thought of. And of course, if you guys have ideas or suggestions, um, we'll take them. But uh, Adam, Xavier. Go ahead, Xavier. You want to start off or you want me it, to go? It, it, didn't, it didn't matter to me, man. Um, I can go ahead and start. So, uh, yeah. So after uh, last month, um, I know we've all had a pretty uh, boring and, and or interesting past couple of months due to COVID and the pandemic and quarantine. Uh, so uh, we would like to start back with our neighborhood cleanups uh, beginning next month. Uh, so we're looking at the last Saturday of each month. Um, right now, the tentative days are um, looking at uh, June 26th, July 31st, um, and August 28th, I believe that. Am I saying this right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh -oh. there we go. Yeah. So um, again, these are all tentative, but we'll end up sending it all out to everyone uh, with like a flyer and it'll be all laid out. Um, with the dates. Um, I may have just killed like all of the dates just now, but again, it'll be at 10 a.m. the last Saturday of each month starting next month. Um, and yeah, that's it on my end. Awesome. Uh, wanted to talk about a couple other things that the Neighborhood Association has typically done, um, usually in conjunction with Park Central Development. We've done a national night out event, which I think is usually in August, although there was a summer where it was too hot and I think it was rescheduled to October. But I, uh, most of the years that I've been involved, we did a kickball game in Shoto Park. And sometimes there would be like a team of people that were business owners and a team that was residents or something like that. Um, so we can, Keep that in mind as something to um, promote once those plans come together. Um, and then I think, Xavier, you also were talking about maybe doing a holiday season kind of thing, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, yeah. So that was the um, adoptive family. Um, I know that uh, during our board meeting, Dan uh, had mentioned collaborating with another organization who may have already started something similar. Uh, so rather than reinventing the wheel, we can just, you know, partner with someone who's already doing that. So yeah, we'll, we'll circle back to that. Um, so I, I feel like one of the things I wanted to just say to the larger group tonight is that with social events, they can be as small as, you know, Brian doing a bonfire at Shoto Park or um, as large as, you know, we've done outdoor movie nights and, um, uh, like we did a carnival at Halloween one year and I can't remember all the things, but um, with the pandemic, I feel like people, we haven't been able to meet in person and we haven't been going out after the meeting to, to, to talk and things like that. So um, I just, I don't, I know a lot of folks are feeling overwhelmed as well. So um, I, I just think if anybody in the community would like to help us put together a, 
an event, whether it's a small little thing or a bigger event where we, um, you know, hire a band or whatever you want to do, um, just reach out to us and let us know because we really need um, more people to be involved if we're going to do anything big. Um, but any other comments on social events that people would like to see? That last one, uh, the last one that I, uh, I mentioned as well, um, it was July 31st. Um, that was the uh, outside social. So um, I know that everyone isn't quite comfortable with uh, meeting. Uh, and this is also following one of the cleanups. So it's like, you know, it'll be kind of back during uh, one of the cleanups uh, on that last Saturday. But uh, the idea uh, was to kind of have like some type of wristbands to represent you know, those individuals who may not want to be in close uh, proximity with others and then those who do. Um, but overall, we will still be socializing. Um, so, you know, please do keep that in mind. Um, but uh, if there's anyone who, uh, you know, would like to pitch into those ideas or anything like that, definitely do um, email us and let us know um, your thoughts as well. I guess I'll, I wanted to throw in one last idea. Uh, I don't know if anyone else in the neighborhood saw this, but during the pandemic, there was a, uh, a, a brass band. I think it's called the Red and Black Brass Band. And they just marched down my street uh, making music. And um, anyway, I wanted to throw that out, see if anyone else had seen that happen. And if so, whether people would be interested in having an event where we might hire them to come or something like that. Just an idea, but I'd love yes. to hear everyone else's ideas too. Yes, they were fantastic. It was the Red and Black Band. They, I saw them going down Demun area just yesterday. And I just was like, oh, I love those guys. <laughs> Adam? Yeah, I am. This is Tom Ernst. They were down here on 4400 Arco this past summer. And I think, Everybody got out of the house, standing on the street and watched them. They were really good. So I would support doing that. So cool. All right, well, we can circle back to this uh, next month, um, but reach out via email if you wanna be involved in planning anything. Um, any other comments on social events? I'll just make one quick note. Um, in years past, uh, as as recent, as recent as like 2019, I think it was, uh, regarding the National Night Out, uh, WashU uh, Redevelopment Corporation donated, I think it was around $100 um, towards that event. Um, in previous, in, the, in that year, we had uh, the fire trucks come out and we uh, uh, hired a, a food truck to come out as well and paid for I think it was about 100 meals, which comes to about $1,000, $1,500 or so, um, which is a significant portion of our budget, but we can always find ways if we wanted to rent a, another fire or a food truck or find other ways, alternative ways to, to provide food. In years past, we've also done an ice cream social um, as well. So just tossing out a couple more ideas, but um, yeah. I really like ice cream. <laughs> Hard to turn down ice cream. Um, cool. Uh, if there's nothing else, uh, we'll hop over to the next topic. Can't quite remember what that was. Oh, here we go. 
Cool. Uh, so our next topic here is uh, expanding the association boundaries to include uh, Kings Oak. Um, this discussion came up, Kings Oak, well, let me just, Kings Oak is on the other side of Kings Highway. It's bounded by uh, Macklin 44. Uh, I believe that's Oakland and then Kings Highway. Um, it's, it's a pretty small neighborhood, um, but is relatively close to ours. Um, and last month, uh, I believe somebody had spoken up and said that a neighbor had approached them um, about uh, interest in joining the Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association. And then Sweet Tea, our older person, had also mentioned uh, just the email uh, to me the other day after she saw our agenda that while she was canvassing, um, there were community members in that neighborhood that told her um, their disappointment that they're not um, as connected with our association and she would support um, one, bringing that connection better throughout the entire ward, um, all of our neighborhoods throughout the entire ward, but also supporting um, some type of membership where Kings Oak is represented in uh, the Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association. So where I wanted to lead, start this discussion was kind of um, where we left off the last discussion. And if we've heard anything from Kings Oak residents um, in terms of their desires um, to be represented with our association, just to get an understanding of how we can help and what their, what their problems are and, and what the solutions can be. Um, so if any, does anyone know of any Kings Oak residences who has, who has spoken up on this issue? Yeah, hi Dan, it's Sarah talking. Um, so I, I'm the one who brought this up in the, in the last meeting and um, unfortunately I don't have like the digital contact information for anyone that I spoke to and I haven't had a chance to walk back over there and knock on their doors. Um, but I, I had more than one person mention that, you know, they wanted to have a neighborhood association and like their neighborhood's not big enough and that the Forest Park Southeast bylaws had prevented them from being members of our neighborhood association. So um, that's why I brought it up in the last meeting. Um, and I'm sorry, I didn't bring anyone with me this time to, to actually speak for themselves. Um, you know, so, but, I can see if I can get more contact information for them. I mean, I imagine if we changed the bylaws, like I wouldn't mind going over and flyering the doors to let them know that like they're welcome to join. Like I'd be more than happy to do that. Yeah, um, I think Adam, uh, no, uh, Brian had taken a stab at rewriting uh, the bylaws to include Kings Oak. Um, so it, I mean, it's certainly doable. I think it just needs to be, we need to have a quorum here, um, which I believe we have, um, and then uh, approval the next meeting. But we'd just love to hear, um, obviously if they're not represented, if they don't have a big enough neighborhood to be have a neighborhood association, um, it, would, it would be to everyone's advantage to have more representation within an association. So um, I believe, I know I'm, I'm, I'm for the idea. Um, I'm sure most of the board is for the idea. 
Um, would just love to get together with, with the neighbors over there to make sure the bylaws that we write are inclusive and fair for everybody. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm mute. You're on mute. Um, there you are go. they are they in the same police district and the same as Ron Coleman there, uh, neighborhood stabilization person as well? That's a great question. Because I mean, those two things are what we focus on a lot in our meetings. And if we're going to have them as members, we should have information on whoever represents them. Um, so police they, and from the city. They are in the second district, um, police district, and are part of the 17th ward. Um, so fall under, um, you know, our older person. Um, and uh, Ron Coleman is attached to the ward. So um, because they're in the 17th, that they would be attached with Ron Coleman as well. I haven't looked at uh, the Park Central map. Um, I'm kind of curious now if they're inclusive of Park Central as well and their footprint. I don't have that available at the moment, but. And then one thing I was gonna mention is uh, the bylaw changes are of course easy to make and I've already drafted them up extensively as you saw, right? I think the one room I wanted to just see if um, either you, the board, anyone here had thought um, when I drafted my bylaw changes that, um, you know, would reflect this change, I also just sort of reflexively put as one of the changes, the actual name of the association to be Forest Park Southeast and Kings Oak Neighborhood Association, which is a bit of a mouthful. I think we can agree, but uh, my thinking was I didn't want to um, reduce the importance of Kings Oak or, or our neighborhood. Um, so if anyone has thoughts on that, you know, it would obviously be something we'd want to decide before taking a vote, the extent to which it's just letting them be a part of our association or sort of expanding the neighborhood association to be Forest Park Southeast and Kings Oak as the official name. It's, heck, it's one heck of an abbreviation, F-P-S-E-K-O-N-A. Yeah, let's do it. Um, just, a, just a thought. Um, when Park Central puts their little guides out, um, for, like neighborhood guides, they refer, they lump Kings Oak and Forest Park Southeast and Botanical all together and call it Forest Park South um, to refer to all the neighborhoods, um, you know, McCree Town and, you know, F FPSE and Kings Oak and I think Cheltenham as well. They just lump it as Forest Park South. Okay. That's helpful. Cool, anybody else have any thoughts um, around including Kings Oak as a neighborhood in our neighborhood association? Cool. Um, Let's hop over into the next topic of discussion, our last one, which is uh, a seat on the Park Central um, Forest Park Southeast Development Committee. So um, 
a little bit of background on the development committee itself. Um, the development committee is a recommending body to the alder person and is administrated by Park Central Development. Their core responsibility is to take um, development projects, review them against the uh, form-based code, um, tax incentives, et cetera, um, and provide recommendations to the alder person based upon those uh, criteria um, for the alder person to then uh, approve or deny the uh, proposed development. That's a very broad and simple, simplified explanation of what they do. Um, in the past, or currently, um, Abdul, who is the uh, director over there at Park Central, has offered us a temp, at least a temporary seat, us being the neighborhood association, a temporary seat on the development committee. Um, it is expected that a large development um, within the neighborhood should be coming uh, to Park Central in the coming, I mean, I would say at a least- proposal for uh, A proposal for a development, you mean? Yeah, a proposal for a development should be coming to uh, Park, uh, uh, the development committee here in the coming months within, within the year easily. Um, and his um, concern was that we, the Neighborhood Association, doesn't have a representative as a seat on the development committee, whereas there are active members on the, I think like the Business Association and other boards within the neighborhood do, um, as well as he was concerned that, I don't wanna put words in his mouth, so actually I'll just, I'll just kind of stop, stop talking there. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's been apparent to us that there have been some, us being residents who have spoken up, that there are concerns that the, uh, Development Committee and Park Central aren't fulfilling their responsibilities or their roles to the extent that they used to or in which they can in the regards of communication and updating the uh, residents on uh, proposals, project proposals in time for uh, a meeting for the public to, to speak. Um, as as well as a, a handful of other uh, concerns. So what we what we initially did was we presented uh, some roles and responsibilities for this seat um, and had discussions over the past, really over the past year, but most recently the past couple of months about what this person in this role would do. Um, they've been rewritten a little bit here in front of you um, as an amendment to what was previously written. But even before I get into that, um, there have been a lot of concerns voiced even 
that that aren't necessarily addressed in this updated um, uh, response list of responsibilities. Um, and I'll actually I'll kind of jump into that <laughs> here. <laughs> there's there's quite a few like I, I pose them as questions. Um, so over the course of several many months, there's been and these aren't inclusive of all, of all the concerns or the questions that we have in terms of what, how this person would function on the development committee and Park Central's involvement with the neighborhood in relation to this person on the development committee. Um, I'll just kind of read these questions. Dan, Dan yeah. real quick before you go into the questions, can I ask, uh, just to clarify, Yeah. Um, so, so basically the situation is, if I understand correctly, um, that Park Central Development has officially asked this organization whether we would like to have a person from our organization that yes. would have a seat at the committee that they run for the alder person. Yes. Uh, and this committee decides things like whether or not a bunch of buildings can be torn down and a, a new thing and in, in, uh, new construction put in or whatever. And so we as an organization have to decide whether we want to have a position uh, within our organization for a seat at that table, basically. Um, is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. And um, okay, carry on then, carry on. <laughs> No, uh, sure. I'll. I'll, I'll and so these I'll, questions are, are to help us figure out whether or not we should accept that seat. Yes and no. They're just questions that have been posed that I don't have answers to, and I don't think that any of us have answers to. Um, that I think we should all consider before accepting a position. Um, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll try to quickly read these. I know my, I'll try to not read them as monotone as I'm talking, maybe with some inflection in them so that they sound interesting. So um, some of the questions include, who is Park Central accountable to? So is it their special taxing district board? Is it, is it these business donors, the older person, the neighborhood? And the question that goes alongside of that is like, who should they be accountable to? Should it be I mean, legally, is it the special taxing, taxing district board or is it their, um, is it their business or is it the neighborhood? Um, does putting a Forest Park Southeast neighborhood member on this committee make Park Central more accountable or engaging with the neighborhood? Um, by having a seat, um, will responsibility of resident engagement be transferred to the job of an unpaid neighborhood volunteer and away from Park Central? Should it? Um, is the seat a step towards more reform or is this just an end into itself? Um, can an elected neighborhood association member participate in such a, a process and still argue for residents that the process itself is still not legitimate? So if, if we are on the board and approving or denying or making a recommendation to approve or deny um, some type of development, can we still say that this process is, you know, unfair or unjust if we're actively involved in it, I guess, is another way of 
um, rewarding that question. Um, if we want to inform residents of upcoming proposals and provide an opportunity for quality feedback, um, should somebody with more um, knowledge like, um, about proposals be the one doing it? So again, this person is, is merely a volunteer. For example, not to underqualify myself, but if I'm the person who is going back and forth between, if I'm on the seat and going back and forth between the packet or the, the proposal and presenting it to you guys, I mean, I'm no urban planner. I can read a form-based code and memorize it to my best ability, but I don't know tax reform and, and all of that stuff. So it, it, it comes down to how qualified is the pool of candidates who can um, provide um, the updates that are necessary to the residents and then take that feedback and provide equally and, and quali quality feedback to uh, the development committee. Um, and then these last couple of questions here, again, these aren't all inclusive, but um, will the representative represent residents or also property owners, church, agency, company, businesses in the neighborhood who are possibly non-residents as currently stated by Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association bylaws. So per our bylaws, anybody um, who owns a business, um, a church, a company, um, but does not live in the neighborhood can still be a uh, neighborhood association pay, dues paying member um, and or show up to you know, any old meeting and, and talk. Um, but if we're representing residents, like it's just, I guess it's just a question of, you know, are we also representing, you know, developers or the de developer of, of this pro possible proposal? And then um, the question that many people have asked is, you know, uh, just as the neighborhood association has bylaws and the development committee has bylaws and the infrastructure committee has bylaws, um, what are the bylaws for the Park Central Development Board? Um, mostly so we can see the organize, organizational ground rules, um, examples being like conflicts of interest and how they're um, put onto the board and um, their responsibilities. Um, again, all questions, not, not all inclusive, um, just to uh, get discussions going and, and to know that we're listening to all the concerns you have. Again, I don't have these answers and ultimately it comes up to the other person and how he or she and this person, uh, how Sweet Tea wants to um, use Park Central. She could totally say, this is not our process and we can do whatever, she can put together her own process that includes Park Central or doesn't include Park Central. Um, but I think what is most pressing here is that we do have a rather large development coming up um, that will need some type of engagement process. Um, Sweet Tea will, will be very much um, responsible for that, but the question also comes down to how much involved is Park Central in that process and how much are, are we 
uh, involved in that process? Or how can we make sure that we are involved to whatever extent we want to be in that process, uh, whether it is or is not a seat on the uh, development committee? I'm sure I make no sense. It's been a long day. Does anyone have any questions, comments, or concerns? <laughs> you gave us. What's that? I said specifically, what were all the answers you gave us? <laughs> I gave you zero answers. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so we basically need to hear from people who are members of this organization, whether they think this is a good idea for us to accept the invitation to have a seat at the Park Central Development Development Committee. What do people think? Not, not, not for me to speak more, um, but we do have a representative on the infrastructure committee. Um, this person does approve, make just like the development committee, they make recommendations um, for the alder well, person. If I can pause real quick though, mm -hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but our bylaws actually don't currently allow for uh, a person to be a representative of the neighborhood association. And also, I, like, I don't think we changed the bylaws to like allow someone to do that. I think what happened is that Vince was serving on the infrastructure committee and he also was the president of the neighborhood association. And so he kind of became like a liaison. And I think that's an unofficial liaison from our organization's bylaws standpoint. Whereas from Park Central Development, we would have to ask Julie Birkenmeyer whether they at Park Central Development in their, in their infrastructure committee, if, if the bylaws actually have an official role written in there, um, or whether it was more of a thing where Vince happened to have a dual role. Uh, does that make sense? It does. I think, I think it was mentioned to me, I don't have written notes of it, but I, I believe it was mentioned to me that by Abdul that we do have a permanent seat on the infrastructure committee, but I and don't feel confident it, in that answer because I don't I have- What he is saying there is that he, um, that that is something that Park Central is open to, but as of as for our organization, we don't, our bylaws don't actually have an infrastructure committee person and we don't have it spelled out how that person would be chosen or how they would serve or anything like that. that if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that we, um, I think there might be a misunderstanding about that. Um, what do you think? I, I can't remember how it came to be. And unfortunately, Vince has moved to New Jersey. I can always call him and ask um, if he can. Can I, can I butt in? Sorry, guys. Yeah, go for it. Um, so I think the infrastructure committee has always been a little bit of a more informal committee. Um, whether or not our bylaws accepted it or had um, specific language citing who was on the committee and how that was approached, there was some agreement between the infrastructure committee and the board at that time that allowed for a representative to be included on the infrastructure committee. I agree, Adam, that, you know, we have to 
address the bylaws and make sure that it's done properly and in a manner that everybody can get behind because, you know, our bylaws are our roadmap. Um, but that section aside, I think the more representation we can have, the better. Um, I have served on the development committee. I know Tom, you're on it. My husband, Mark is on it. Um, the group gets to see what's going on before anybody else does. And one of the problems is we don't, that doesn't get trickled down to the rest of the group. So there are quite a few recommendations that could be made for, you know, how Park Central and the Neighborhood Association can make make that a little bit easier on everybody. I know we've we've had lots of conversations over the years about how to be better um, integrated and how to have um, just more dialogue. But I think this is just one step in a direction of how to have more dialogue, how to have people more engaged with what's going on with decisions that could be made that hugely impact our neighborhood from today to, you know, the future. And that's something that I don't think we want to just say, sorry, you know, I pass. Um, I think it's worth a lot more discussion. And if we need to set aside specific discussions or answer questions, I think that's appropriate. Um, but I individually would support having another selection for somebody who could be on the development committee who could speak to those concerns um, just because right now we don't have that. And I'll shut up now. You don't have to shut up. It's great to hear you, Sarah. And I would add one random thought is that I think we should try to separate in our minds the potential voting role that a representative from our organization would have at the development committee, separate that from the responsibility of Park Central Development to be sharing information with residents. Um, and so am, am I understanding right, Dan, that the proposed position who is coming to this meeting and sharing about the developments that are gonna be on the development committee agenda? Would that be this representative or would that continue to be a Park Central staff member as it was for years in the past? I believe the understanding is that it would be the representative on the neighborhood association, from the neighborhood association. So my concern, well, I, I feel like I've probably said my concerns about this many times, but I think that um, only a staff person is going to have like deep context about these developments um, to be able to um, answer those questions. When Brooks was the director and would come to Neighborhood Association and present about upcoming developments, he didn't just have a packet of paper that had a, a couple highlights about the agenda, um, he had lots of conversation that, that really only a staff member there could, could have, I think. So that, anyway, now I'll shut up, Sarah. <laughs>
I think if we have those, I think what this representative can do is they can come from a development committee meeting with a packet, present that packet and all the variances within it and all the tax abatements within it to the um, neighborhood association meeting two residents. Um, and then if there are more probing questions, um, they can take those questions back to the development committee and say, we can't move forward until these questions are properly answered and residents are okay with them. Abdul stated to me that um, just an example, like the, I don't want to pull out an example, but like the, the, uh, the fast food chain that can, I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head anymore, but the chicken restaurant on Van Inventor, like that was, that was put there because of, you know, uh, a low income resident said they wanted, you know, they couldn't afford a high end restaurant and they allowed it there. So like, and, and the development committee just was like, I wasn't in the meeting, but according to Abdul, they all just accepted it and they went along with it. So like, I guess the, the point I'm trying to make in that weird example that doesn't make any sense um, is that Abdul said, if we need to pull, if we need to stop things, we can stop things. If there's a concern, like we can put the pause on it. It sounds like they're very open to having, taking the time they need, we need to make sure that um, our concerns are heard and listened to um, and the proper actions are taken afterwards. Can I, can I chime in here on this, please? Yes, yes, absolutely, sorry. So uh, I've been a resident here for uh, about 30 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, quite frankly, the association, whenever it was founded, should have, should have already had said representative on the board anyway, in my opinion. And so since it's being offered now, uh, it seems like the consensus is, uh, yes, uh, to have somebody uh, on said board. Uh, I think that the question, the statement that Ms. Sarah uh, raised along with Adam were, were very, very good uh, questions. Uh, and, uh, you know, should have some answers to those questions. Now, Dan, I'll say this. Uh, I don't see it being a problem at all as long as whoever the representative is, <clears throat> if they can bring any information back whatsoever, would be good. And if we need any additional information, then the person that's uh, on the board full time, if you will, or a staff person could come and give that or report to the, uh, uh, to the neighborhood association. What I do like is you use the verbiage that it could be stopped. I like to use the verbiage, do we have veto power over said development? Because sometimes things are put up around the neighborhood that we may not necessarily like or appreciate and nobody got any input at all from the people that live here. And so uh, I think it's a good thing that has been offered and I think that we should take it and, uh, and, and form it in such a way we can 
where we can coexist with the other board, if you will, if I'm making any sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the board as it's set up right now is only a recommending body. Um, I, Sarah, you might have more insight into this, but I believe, um, is it by majority vote that they make a, or is it by consensus that they make uh, a recommendation? I don't know if she's on. It, it is majority vote, um, but there and there has to be a quorum present. So it's not like the majority vote is just, you know, two people there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I, I, I would add if it's if it's true that a member of the committee has veto power, I've never known that to be the case at Park Central's Development Committee before. I thought it was majority uh, majority rules kind of thing. And, um, I would just say if veto power or other, you know, whatever the details of this offer are, um, I think they really need to be spelled out and written up, um, and, and thought through because, you know, what good does having uh, the neighborhood association, having one vote on a committee, if, you know, the committee is so weighted that it's uh, set up such that uh, mm -hmm. that residents don't really have a, a shot mm -hmm. of ever pausing or truly vetoing something, if that makes sense. Sarah, I think you have your hand raised. Yeah, I'm, I was just going to speak to that because this was a request that was made basically as a result of um, one meeting in particular. And it was a development committee meeting where I forget the total million dollar value. I keep saying 75, but it was more than that. Um, and potential projects were reviewed at one meeting on the development committee. Um, that's kind of outrageous in my opinion. Um, that didn't give anybody enough time, including the members on the committee in my opinion, but um, that's a moment where if there was a representative from the neighborhood or anybody on the committee, honestly, could have said, you know, this is too much. We need to hit pause and we need to talk about this. This is a very big development and something that's going to shape the neighborhood for years to come. That wasn't even put out on the table as an option. Um, so having that just out there may give the committee members and not just the neighborhood association representative if they, if we choose to have one, um, more of a more comfortable feeling of having that voice to say, it's not just a yes or no answer. It might be a maybe, but we need to talk about this more. And that's where the, the whole veto power kind of came in. It wasn't necessarily just throwing up your hands and saying, we're not interested. It's maybe we need to talk about this more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's saying stop any progress before we move on. Let's make sure we're doing this, this, and this, or addressing this question, this question, this question, or this concern. Um, is that correct? Yeah. And it, and it is a recent request. That's not something that's been around for more than this conversation. It's, you know, something that has been developed in conversations with Park Central as a result of kind of some things that have happened. Um, I will also say that like, 
you know, this, the position that we're talking about is kind of a, you know, an effort to better represent the community, but the makeup of the development committee is supposed to represent the community already. But like, there's a feeling in the neighborhood and I think a legitimate feeling that a lot of the community isn't aware of the development committee. It doesn't know what the development committee does. And a lot of people don't feel like they're a part of the decisions being made. Um, and that, I don't know, I think even as we discuss this role and, and Dan, I know you mentioned that like the person who fills that role should have you know, certain qualifications to kind of translate what is discussed on the development committee and, and you know, have certain background and skill set. But like, I even find myself balking at, at that requirement because I mean, it, it definitely narrows who could fill that role. I mean, it basically requires that you have a particular education or a particular work background. Yeah. And like, I feel like it undercuts the experience of someone who's lived here for decades and really knows this community and the people who live here. And so yeah. I, I know we've been grappling with this for years about how do we make sure people are informed about major developments and the, the development that Sarah talked about, those six projects that were approved in one night, like that is an example of something that should not happen. And like all of this is our kind of MacGyvered way to figure out how to not make that happen. And, you know, I know we keep talking in circles a lot of time, but and maybe, maybe this representative from the neighborhood association is the only way to do that. Or maybe we keep pushing at Park Central to reshape and better reach out to the community to make sure that they're stacking the committee with true representatives of the neighborhood instead of the same people over and over again. I don't know, just a thought. I agree that even I know among so so this decision as to whether the board our Forest Park Southeast Neighborhood Association board whether we should accept this seat at Park Central Development, you know that decision is ultimately decided according to our bylaws by a vote of the board. That, and so that's you know Brian Dan Xavier Steve and myself, and I have a feeling that most board members are probably going to vote for accepting the seat at development committee over at Park Central. And I understand why, and I do think it will be better than the way things are currently. Um, but I guess, uh, Sarah, I just would say, uh, Sarah Kogan, um, I would say, um, I don't think that this is a good solution long-term. I think to me, it, it comes down to having things spelled out a bit more from Park Central Development in terms of what their commitments to residents are when it comes to developments being approved, you know, making sure neighbors are informed and have a chance to give feedback and so forth. And so, I don't know, I, I feel like just unofficially having a seat at the committee um, feels like it's not enough to me and that I feel like 
it's hard to know how to encourage Park Central to make change or to make some written commitments to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Um, because as far as I understand it, they are a private organization that whose board is run by WashU. And so um, I'm not sure how we can, I don't know if they are ultimately accountable to residents, you know, they're kind of a private organization, I think. So, uh, and they might be like playing the role of city manager, but uh, for the neighborhood, but I don't think that they legally have any, uh, they're just a nonprofit organization. So, but that makes it hard to know how to uh, encourage them to be more transparent or equitable in their representation of the neighbors. So I don't know. I, I also wanna mention that like, I find it really interesting that Park Central is now offering a position on the development committee now that Sweet Tea is older woman. And I almost wonder if this is they're offering us a position to convince like sweet, this sounds so conspiratorial. They're offering a position to the neighborhood association so that the neighborhood association signs off on Park Central maintaining its role as reviewing the developments and that Sweet Tea doesn't explore another way to get neighborhood input basically on these proposals because she needs a way to get you know, neighborhood response and Park Central, I think probably wants to maintain that role for themselves. Um, so I, I feel like any discussion that we have on this, I feel like needs to involve Sweet Tea because Sweet Tea is going to need to develop her own process of getting buy-in from the community and you know, we can all agree that we don't like the way Park Central has been working. Well, why don't we come up with our own way of how we see, you know, the neighborhood, you know, weighing in on these developments. And yes, we are one subset. We're, you know, the residents and obviously there's businesses and nonprofits that live in the community as well. There's a lot of stakeholders here. Um, but in terms of the people who are going to be most heavily impacted, the residents, um, you know, maybe we should be talking about the most ideal way we see our aldermen wanting to get feedback there and what sort of process we would, I hate the word process, but what sort of process we would see, you know, if the development committee was set up in an equitable manner, um, you know, how I feel like I would want them, the people who have seats on the, the development committee, it to be an open process for people to know who sits on the development committee, to know how they can apply to the development committee, because it's hard to find people to like dedicate the time to that. And so on one hand, you can say, um, oh, like, these are just the people who volunteered their time and there's no one else. But I've heard so many examples of people who have applied to be on the develop committee and just haven't ever heard back. Right. Um, so I, I feel like maybe we should put our ideas together of what we would see a development committee that would be representative of that we felt, feel would be, you know, better representative and present that to Sweet Tea and let Sweet Tea 
instead of trying to cobble together this like representative some you know position to make sure that we're still getting information and like um we keep getting back to the point that park central's the issue here um you know park central's the problem and we're trying to cobble together a solution to work around this problem but that problem was because of our old older person and we have a new older person now right yeah so the offer for the development committee members seat was uh before sweet tea was older person i think it came about in in like november um knowing there was going to be a transition period um at least according to abdul there was going to be this transition period between all the other people and he wanted somebody from the neighborhood association to have a seat um and that's really all he had mentioned to your point yes like i i, I agree with you i mean this isn't just yeah i agree with that this is um much more it is the the process is is very open um in terms of new older person and how he or she, in this case, Sweet Tea wants to run it. So, but I think the issue is right now is that we can rush through such a process and provide that to her. I don't know how quickly we as a neighborhood could do that. Um, but there is this, you know, I think it's like a year and a, and a half maybe until I think there's a, a ward consolidation or the possibility of it, which completely changes everything in terms of processes and stuff. Um, yeah. I guess to me, I'm hearing that, you know, one option is we just take a seat at the committee and call it a day. Another option is we take a seat at the committee, but we continue to try to push for reform within the park central development model and not try to completely recreate the wheel on a volunteer basis, but to utilize the staff and resources and, exper resources and experience and so forth that park central already has and, and kind of reform it. Um, I don't know, there's a lot of other permutations of it, but I, I personally think it's, very hard to get this organization to stay afloat and from year to year and um, and have enough volunteers to run it and, and that kind of thing. And so to me, I, I, I just think that it probably makes most sense to try to reform Park Central Development a little bit if we can, but I, I agree with what you said, uh, Dan, that whatever happens is gonna be, could, could be, everything will change with the next alder person again. And so it's hard to know um, what the best way forward is. I, uh, I, I'm sorry, I missed some of the discussion. I had to take a phone call. Um, so I'm sorry if this has already been said, but uh, Adam, uh, the thing you just described uh, sounds like, yeah, we definitely could have a seat on the, on the committee and continue to work towards reform. Uh, and even in the future, if it's not working or the reforms aren't happening, you, we could just design a complete new system from scratch if we could get enough consensus. The, the important thing is that the community have a voice. Uh, and right now, the community doesn't have much one, of one at all. Uh, so, you know, just getting that person on the committee um, 
it would bring a lot more activity uh, and a lot more opinions that we just aren't getting right now. Um, so, so I'm, I'm for adding this seat, but I'm also for continuing to work towards reform. One, one thing to keep in mind is we have this big development coming up probably alongside these jury parcels. So we probably want to make sure we avoid doing nothing and actually do something in this time, whether it's a very quick brainstorming session and figure something out with Sweet Team the next couple months, or take this and utilize that time to get the information we can, see if it works, maybe even have a set expiration date um, unless we choose to uh, do something else or renew it. Um, but we definitely have, I guess, the need of information soon, a seeming consensus on, you know, evaluating while we do it. So um, maybe if there's some agreement on the terms of how we evaluate, how we brainstorm and a pilot project, we can sort of work along those lines. Brian, I'm sorry. Where did you say this development was going to be? Did you say where it was going to be? Uh, I think the the it's it's supposed to probably be along the the former jury properties, um, the blighted buildings along Kings Highway. Kings Highway. Oh, okay, all right. Mm -hmm. And they have a few buildings that they own that they're also potentially selling to a developer um, along Arco, Oakland, and um, a couple others throughout. So they have they had around 30-ish properties in that area. Gotcha. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, if Steve Chodes and Xavier uh, are still on the call, um, I'm curious if you have any comments on this topic, because at the end of the day, your votes are going to be uh, part of this decision. I don't see them on. <laughs> I think they dropped off. OK, well, we will circle back to them and see where they're at and uh, and go from there. So. Okay. so I guess what's our commitment then to the association, right, um, in terms of our decision-making process? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, I guess I, the vote technically lies in our hands, but do we have, I don't know, a consensus from the neighborhood association from, from this meeting to consider before we take that vote? I mean, I, I think it sounds like we have a consensus, but I don't know if anyone wants to summarize it. I, I would recommend maybe the, it's getting late, it's after eight. How about the board? gets together, we review, because there has been a proposed bylaw amendment, Dan, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's get together, review it, and, and aim to decide whether we're taking a vote on that next meeting or something. I don't know. Uh, if you want to do it beforehand, I, I don't think we have to do the vote during these monthly meetings for the public, because this is a board vote. So we could decide before the next meeting. So I don't know what our, I think we don't have an answer yet and we'll just have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, we can all um, hopefully keep it mostly social on Friday, but if anyone has any additional thoughts, we can talk face to face outside about it. <laughs> Bring your notebook. That's right. It, Brian, Brian was right about the. It, it is a slightly urgent question because there will be 
just from our own research, we've seen a lot of activity around a large development that's going to be proposed soon. Uh, and it's definitely one that the neighborhood needs to talk about. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so the board will reconvene, look at bylaws, um, discuss whether or not to include this seat into our bylaws. Um, and I think in the meantime, I would encourage everyone to think of what the ideal process is and how, if and how Park Central functions within our neighborhood, if and how the development committee functions within the neighborhood. Ultimately, this process, the development committee process, and if and how um, Park Central is the administrator of this process is to go forward um, is up to um, our alder person. Um, she can either use Park Central or she cannot. The process up, is up to her and um, because of who she is, she wants our input and uh, everyone's input. Um, so I would encourage everyone to think of what your goals are. Um, what that ideal process looks like, what you want out of it. And then we can probably come together in the next month or two, or even have some side chats if we would like to discuss that with uh, Sweetie. Cool. All right, well, I appreciate everyone hopping on. There's some new faces and I really uh, enjoy seeing new faces, old faces, people who come and go. Um, we'll have a meeting next, Next month, third Tuesday of, of, of June. Um, obviously, there's the event this, this Friday at Shoto Park. You're welcome to. Um, and I believe that's it. Unless anyone else has any other thoughts before we close. Awesome. Well, it's good seeing everyone. Thanks for joining tonight. Sorry I went long. See everyone later. Good to meet uh, all the new faces here. See you hopefully Friday. Yeah, see you then. See you guys.